And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I do have a take. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate. Stop hate. Welcome back to Point of Contention. Five topics, five minutes, five points of contention coming up on the show. Best in both conferences. Indiana setting a new pace. Don't forget about the bowl. And would you look at that? And empty towns is all around. Today is December 1st. National Eat a Red Apple Day. Jay, when's the last time you ate a red apple? <laughs> Years ago. I, actually, I, I went apple there. picking. I went apple picking this year. I, ha- I had a bite out of a red apple. How was it? Apple picking was fantastic. I'm How was big. the apple? The Terrible, apple right? was... Oh. Some of it got stuck in my teeth. It was... What? It's okay. My Siri just went off saying something went wrong as you talked about having an apple. Um, oh, because I said apple. Is that how that works, Siri? Uh, Marcus, my friend Ian has a, uh, a stand-up bit where he says, uh, Red Red Delicious Apple, they got half that name right. And I agree with that. They did get half that name right. It is red. A red apple is disgusting. Why are, yeah, why are you I hater? I agree with that. I'm a green apple guy, but the last time horrible. I had a red apple... Technically, was when remember Nelly had the apple bottom jeans, mm-hmm. and I will leave it there. Okay, well, in this big, corner, big Mark just took this the to biggest <laughs> soccer fan I know, the most braggadocious Beantown bench warmer on a college team that went two and twenty-one. He writes Celtics, he reps Kings, and he still believes in Aaron Kraft, Eric Devendorf, and anybody else who flamed out of college on their the way Elmore to the brothers. basketball. Please put them in there. The Elmore brothers. Oh, no. They, those guys didn't flame out. They're just getting stronger. Exactly. Ride with him on Peloton at the kid, the god. It's Jay Sacramento King. Jay, have you decorated for Christmas yet? See, this is a... You guys... You guys set me up because because people saw my uh, Christmas tree without the, sure the do, lights yeah. or anything on it. Yeah, so. you just got a bare ass tree. See, here's the thing though: we bought it this weekend, uh-huh. and the Celtics had games Sunday and Monday, so we decorated Tuesday night right after I took the picture. Okay. It's now decorated. It's you legit. don't decorate it right away when you bring it home. Isn't the that Celtics the part of like, the tree? It's just don't you have to let it fall? Part of the bit? schedule. Yeah, you gotta yeah, let, let it fall, fall a little bit. Yeah, that's feed it that's some water, true. let it fall, and then then put the ornaments and shit on there. In this corner, let the kid live. The most versatile media member the Bay Area has ever seen. He's written three books with ridiculously long titles that you can find in bookstores everywhere. He's the fiend. No, not the fiend. Wow. He's the friend and the fiend from Frisco. The bro from Berkeley. He puts the sauce in Sausalito, the media in Alameda, the AO in Vallejo, the Petty in Petaluma. But more importantly, he's the OG from Oakland, Marcus S. Thompson. Marcus, have you decorated for Christmas yet? I don't do Christmas decorations. You don't do Christmas decorations at all. You, zero? No tree, no wreath, well, no my, nutcrackers. My wife, my wife will like, we used to we used to have this battle every year and I was against it, but now I'm just like, do whatever you want to do. I'm not, I'm not involved in that. 
So wow. what do you have against it? Uh, against the holidays? Where against, shall we begin? Against Uh-oh. the decorations. The, the decorations. I'm just not a big holiday. Let's just say I'm not a big holiday guy. That's okay. Drew, me. Justin, we won't, we won't press you on it. I'm more Which of a holiday? Drew guy. Definitely okay, Drew holiday, yeah. Yeah, when we talk about holidays, I'm not rocking with Thanksgiving. I'm rocking with Drew. <laughs> there Get Christmas out of here. Give me Aaron. You know, I don't care about no Fourth of July, but mm-hmm. Lauren holidays in the Hall of Fame. Oh baby. wow, this How is about what that? I do. Them the holidays I rock with. I'm Zach Harper. That is the banter section checked off. I'm more of a Zeller guy list. myself. We know you are. Let's Jay, get Jay to... looks at me in a whole different light. He's like, bro, you don't like Christmas? I don't know about this. I'm you still open presents though, Marcus? I, I, I get not Absolutely. liking Christmas, but it's of course, a whole there it is. Like, <laughs> hatred. Hatred. I'm cracking that thing open. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just particular about where they go before I open them. All right, Schleck, start the clock. Take one. Do we already know? The Boston Celtics and the Phoenix Suns are leaders in both conferences. Check this out. The two best net ratings in the NBA. The two best offenses. Celtics with a historic 120 offensive rating. That's 120 American points per 100 American possessions. Both only one loss at home. Both teams have not been at full strength. Celtics missing Rob Williams. Although, if you follow Jay King on uh, the old Twitter and Instagram, He's back at practice blocking shots. And the Suns missing Chris Paul for half the season so far. Most important. Those teams in the, are at the top of their respective conferences in the Zach Harper Power Rankings on theathletic.com. That last point seems to be the biggest feather in That's their really cap. The most important. Yeah. yeah. Like like the feather size that would be on a pterodactyl if pterodactyls had feathers. But, you know, the more we discover about dinosaurs, the more we think they had feathers, right? Raptors had feathers and all this stuff. So I think I think a pterodactyl feather is a real thing. The fuck? Where the fuck? I just want you to know that. Shout out to pterodactyls. Also, pterodactyl. I can spell that word off the top of my head. One of the few words I can spell. P-T-E. Marcus. That's right. Marcus, if you were to predict the two teams in the NBA Finals, are you taking the Suns and the Celtics? He's going to say the Warriors. He's going to say the Warriors. I feel better about the Celtics than I do the Suns. I'll say that. Even though I actually... The Suns make a lot of sense. They have a mm-hmm. lot to play for. You know, the, the the same reasons I used to love them are still there. The problem to me is so, so unique this year. They're they're not good in the clutch. Remember how last year in a clutch well, they were insanely Chris Paul's good. They were gone. unbeatable. Yeah. And that but like you're riding campaign. I just I don't know. I don't we saw a campaign in the playoffs. But, but hold on, we know Chris Paul's gonna be back, right? Yes, yeah, but th- that's not the issue. The issue is what happens when Chris Paul leaves the game. And they, they still have the same issue. There are moments where campaign can't play. You can It's mm-hmm. a matchup you can exploit. And I just don't know that they're stronger. Maybe they're smarter. I don't know that they're better. They're still really, really good. They could make it there. I just... I just feel like they have a harder road in the West. With, with Boston, you could tell this team, like, like they were in the kitchen when the championship was being cooked, and mm-hmm. they didn't get to eat it, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're playing like that team. Like, Jalen Brown is better. <laughs> like, he's just better. Like, uh, uh, Jason Tatum is better. And, Tatum's unbelievable, yeah. Like, so it's like, to me, Phoenix isn't better. They're just still as good as they were where Boston has clearly seemed to have made a leap, right? And then you throw yeah. in Brogdon. Like, that's that's another, like, actual attribute where 
Phoenix basically got the same squad that got ripped by. Well, less than because Crowder's gone. Cam Johnson's yeah. hurt. Chris Paul's hurt. Um, Jay, don't say the Bucks because that's boring. Who is the biggest threat in both conferences that nobody's talking about? The Bucks. Uh, Bucks. No, I. <laughs> but but I, I want to rewind a little bit. I want to rewind a little bit because the reason I can't trust the Suns right now. Forget about how they flamed out last year. That was that was tough. That was really tough. But DeAndre Ayton working out in a towel in front of his teammates after the game, I can't, I can't trust him. I can't, I cannot trust I don't, a guy who's going to work out the and lift in a towel right? and bare I'm feet. I'm saying right, you had a naked tree. Now you hating on a naked center? Come on, yeah, you you should be rocking with that. I, I just don't understand the utility of it. Like, forget about wearing very little. I just don't understand how you can get a good lift in. When when you're worried about whatever's going on down there, and then that's, you don't have that's how worried that's, he, he's not worried. not worried. That, yeah, that's the that's the finest tuned you're worried athlete, and right? He's not. You know yeah, what I'm he's not worried. He's getting a lift in. <laughs> you, you never know what's going to happen when when people are filming you when you're that, in the towel that man out. who but rode the bench worried. in Game yes. Seven of mm-hmm. the Western Conference Finals and don't care no by more. choice. Did he right. not go? He didn't want to go in, right? Yeah, <laughs> they get they get smacked. <laughs> And you just anyway, think about it, I just need to get in a towel and start working out, like get it, to the offseason. It's Cleveland in the East. Wow. Cleveland in the East. I just Cleveland think over the Bucks. No. <laughs> it's still the Bucks. It's still the Bucks. But people should be talking about the Bucks because they're 14 and 5, and Chris Middleton hasn't played yet. I know. He's coming back too. He hasn't soon. even played yet. Like, how many yeah. teams could lose their second best player? And just best go defensive and team five? in basketball yeah. with no Chris Middleton. They are very no extremely good. Like, that's crazy. Yo, they, then, put, they put Javon Carter and Drew Holly on the floor together. They're giving up like 95 points per 100 possessions. Something ridiculous. My God, Javon Carter. I've been telling mm-hmm. you. Javon yep. Carter, baby. And then in the West, I'm still super intrigued by the Clippers. Like, I don't trust him because I don't really trust Kawhi to be healthy, yeah. especially after the way everything is going with him. But if they can get him healthy by the playoffs, that is just uh, you, he totally missed the moment, didn't he, Zach? He mm-hmm. missed the moment. Mm-hmm. I missed the moment. You went with, you went with the Clippers, the Kings. You were supposed to say, Where, "Where's no. the Kings?" You know why? We can't you know get ahead been, of ourselves. You know we can't get ahead of quiet? ourselves. The last three games going into this recording. Jay King has been real quiet we, in that group chat, hasn't he? The Kings oh, tribe light, can't get ahead of light the beam every night until we're not lighting the beam anymore. Now it's just real quiet. It's all, oh, I got to meet Delhi. That's all it is. That's they the, get to see Delhi play actual <laughs> NBA basketball, though. Like in a real game. All it right. Majestic. <laughs> Take two. Setting the pace. First. Monday night, Andrew Nemhard of the Pacers hit a game-winning shot. Against the Lakers after an offensive rebound, a pass from Tyrese Halliburton. Pacers missed that shot. They get the rebound. Halliburton drives. He took advantage of this two, two and a half year stretch from LeBron in which he has played absolutely zero defense. Kicks that out to the rookie for the game winner at the what the hell has happened to my Bitcoin.com arena. Halliburton recounted the play post game. Schlecht, play the tape. I didn't know how much time was up, but I kind of glanced up. Because at first I was just going to rise up and shoot it. Five seconds. I took one more dribble. And I was like, I think I, I had four seconds, a lot of time. So I took two more dribbles. Buddy was in the corner. Ben was on the block. And AD was kind of splitting the two. And I wanted to throw it to Buddy, but I knew if I threw it to Buddy, that there was going to be a, a hard contest from AD. Tough shot. So I reverse pivoted with my left foot. And when I went to kick it, I saw LeBron like in the paint. And then it was like kind of a read. And my, if Brian took two steps, I'm throwing it over top to Ben. But he was late, so I just fired it to Drew for, for the game. 
That's him uh, noticing LeBron James not playing the defense he needs to play. Pacers are top 15 in both <laughs> offense and defense, winning seven of the last nine going into Sacramento Wednesday night. We are recording Wednesday midday. They're on a seven-game road trip that could make or break just how real this is for the Pacers. Two questions. Jay, have you ever had as many thoughts as Halliburton in a four-second stretch? Also, are you a believer in Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers, currently fourth in the Eastern Conference at 12-8? and eight. I'm a big thinker. You know, I, I, I re, I'm a really analytical guy. And so, yes, mm. I've had far more thoughts than that. Far more. Than that far more. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but seriously, I, I appreciate when guys detail plays like that because every basketball player goes through that in their head to some extent. Obviously, not, not everybody like Halliburton because he's really, really smart. But <clears throat> not everybody can share it and explain exactly what they were thinking as it happened. And yeah. detail it. And so that's cool when you get a, a view into that. I also want to just call myself a moron here because when the Pacers traded for Halliburton, I was one of the people saying to tone it down and that everyone was overrating Halliburton mm-hmm. and that the Kings got Sabonis, who was an all star, and they made out fine in the deal too. Hell no. Hell no. Like, my Kings got fleeced. They got absolutely fleeced. Halliburton. Boy, DeMontis Sabonis. Halliburton is extremely. Yo, this is a huge moment in radio history and podcast history. Halliburton. This is big. Jay King is saying they got fleeced. Air horns. I need ambulance. Huge moment. I need a crowd of disgruntled people in the back. Like, we need a lot here. The Pacers were. Stuck in purgatory with the most boring team ever. Mm-hmm. And the Kings were just like, here, here's this franchise guard. Just take him. Take him. We'll take the big guy you're not even really that interested in keeping anyway and who never made you better than mediocre. Mm-hmm. And Halliburton's been so good. Matherin is a stud. This team went from being absolutely boring, bland, just hopeless to... All of a sudden, they have an extremely talented young backcourt that's going to do a lot of things. My Kings got fleeced. And Sabonis has been good. Sabonis has really helped no, their isn't. offense. No, he isn't. Their offense, yes. Um, but, man, that, that was an awful trade. It was far worse than wow. I realized at the time. Marcus, I'm here to I apologize cannot, to the Halliburton. I cannot believe this. Marcus, are you buying Yo, this? This is, this is not. This is epic. This is epic. I'm, epic. I'm, I don't, I'm not even asking you now, are you buying the Pacers? Are you buying this J. King reaction? Oh, I'm buying it. Absolutely. And I'm loving it. Wow. Like, this is a moment of clarity. You just asked him, how, what does he think in four seconds? That sounds like a 10-second thought right there. I it told you, like I have a lot of thoughts in four one. seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like that, he just told you he was a thinker and an analyst, and then he comes oh out with God. that take. Don't yeah. ever doubt Jay King's intellectual capacity, brother. Wow. <laughs> that is um, – that's stunning, man. That's stunning. I do – I'm with Jay on the – on the I like when players detail this stuff, right? Too often it's like it's like, hey, did the fans pump you up after the game, you know, to win that game? Like it's just bullshit questions like that, right? And th- those aren't fun. Like those, there's some really bad questions that get asked. Or like, did you know the shot was going to go in? Like, yeah, oh, okay. yo, can we just pause to, here and like confess that some of these questions are awful, bad, bad. awful. Like, bad. I understand why they get so bad. It's like, are you kidding yeah. me? Did you watch the game? 
if I have to study this game and play in this game and execute to the level that you have to execute to be good at the NBA, and then afterwards I'm getting, hey, the crowd fire you up for this uh, this home win? Hey, and you know the problem? Like, I, I ask some bad questions sometimes, too. I've asked a question, I and do. I came out like, yo, that's that wasn't a good question, right? Like that, but... <laughs> I don't think many of these people know they're asking bad questions. No. I think they feel like, yo, this was a good question. <laughs> bad, man. Bad. I'm, I'm like, ooh, Marcus, dang, that was terrible. And it's on TV. You're an idiot. Every once, <laughs> right? every once in a while, you catch yourself halfway through a question. You're like, I don't know where I'm going like, with this, oh, right? I thought I knew, but I, no, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see an exit ramp anywhere. Like, you just you get caught up in the air, and you just have to, you got to find your way. You got to find your way through the desert. Every once in a while. I need to spend four more seconds rethinking the question sometimes. Hey, quit saying talk about this. That's a command. Oh, my goodness. Yep. But the Pacers are good. Hey, people, baseball may be over on the field. We just did the Pacers dirty, man. This is their one Heat time stove to get is shine. about to be fired up, so be sure to check out all the latest rumblings and grumblings. I asked you about the Kings, and you started, or the Pacers, you started talking about the Kings. I you mean, can you hear all the, the latest rumblings and grumblings on the Athletic Baseball Show, a podcast which features some of the best writers and thinkers in the game. Check this out. Ken Rosenthal, Jason Stark, Doug Glanville, Britt Gorelli. Eno Saris, Keith Law, Andy McCullough, Derek Van Riper, Tim McMaster, among others. That's right here. That's a loaded staff. On the Athletic Podcast Network. Back after this. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Take three. Don't forget to spark the bowl. Wednesday night, we had the showdown of the season. Kind of. It was Kevin Durant versus Bowl Bowl. After the game, Paolo Bancaro had this to say about his teammate, Bol Bol. Quote, Everyone talks about the Victor dude from France. I'm not trying to compare them, but Bol 7-2, shoots threes, brings it up the court, makes passes, and blocks shots. I feel like people kind of forget about him, but Bol's a freak of nature. Bol is currently averaging 13.5 points, 7.9 rebounds, and two blocks, and has a true shooting percentage in the neighborhood of 67%. Stefan Marbury loves him too. Starbury, who has me blocked on Twitter, said, quote, he will be a top-tier player in the next two years. He's playing with a passion because of how he was treated elsewhere. It's great to see him shine. He has his father's heart and desires on the court, mixed with all the things his father didn't have as a player. Marcus, did you forget about Bol Bol? What other players are people forgetting about this season that deserve a look? You know, this is like, I feel like we need to change the draft process. Because oh. it is very clear, and we give up on players really easy, but it's very clear, like, you just need to play. You need mm-hmm. time, right? Th- this is less about 
bold, bold, and it is about him going to Orlando where there are minutes of plenty. <laughs> maybe maybe the bottom half of the draft should only be drafted. And mm-hmm. then after two years, the good teams can pick which ones they want from the <laughs> From the from the bottom tier, because look, like you got a guy like Jonathan Kaminga who played really well last night. Mm-hmm. And Hold on. Every so are, you trying guy, to make, are you trying to make the bad teams a farm system for the good? Yes. Teams? I mean, basically, <laughs> the man that covers the Warriors. Yes, basically. No, it's like the Warriors have like eleven of these guys who don't get to play, and they're gonna right. be like bust because of it. And then they'll go to another team with minutes they'll play, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, they're good." And because the league is so young, mm-hmm. right, like. There, there aren't that many places where, like, you could just be, like, the young dude on all-veteran squad. So some young dudes are getting to play and some are not. And it's kind of skewing how we judge them, right? Mm. So to me, like, Bo Bo is benefiting from the fact that he went to a team that lets him play. And I think maybe that should mean we should probably be a little bit more patient with some of these players. Because uh, uh, we'll see. Warriors had another guy, Chris Boucher. Right. He literally oh, could not good. play for the Warriors. He literally yeah. could not play. And now look at him. He's good. Sometimes a player just needs time. So, yeah, I forgot about Bobo. We all did because he was tucked on a bench in Denver, a good team who couldn't afford to deal with his rookie mistakes. I'm not going to allow Bobo comparisons to Victor Wembanyama. I'm not. I'm not. I'm also, not here also, for Also, Paolo, let's not say he makes passes. He's averaging less than an assist per game. Okay. He's he's not making passes. Victor Wambanyama is a you can't drop his name prospect. and then be like I'm not comparing him. <laughs> that, yeah, that was absolutely a comparison, hundred percent a comparison. Despite the claim that it wasn't, yeah, now, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna allow that. Like Bull Bull has shown some flashes this year. He's made some incredible blocks. He has an interesting package of skills that if he ever puts it together at some point, could be a fine player. Wembenyama is just different, and and so I, this this whole thing, even though it was his teammate, it infuriated me. Like, let's just tone it down, Paolo. There, there is no need to gas up your Especially, teammate like that. I mean, now you now you need Orlando, now you need Orlando to get the number one pick, right? Like that's that's what that's what we need to happen. So the, that they the take Wembenyama, yeah, one on one battles in training camp next year would be electric. Yeah. They would not. Um, they would not. It would be sheer domination. He's also like three inches taller than Bull Bull. Yeah, and does everything at a much higher. level. And he's a lot better at everything. With a too. lot, he's a lot intellect. Better. Yeah, and shooting touch. And this is this is like when when Harold he's Miner, like, he's like the Kirkland Baby signature. Jordan. He's like the Kirkland signature woman, y'all. But not even Kirkland. Like Kirkland signature divided by ten. Whatever wow. that is. Goodness, is that a shot at Bull? Or are you just that high on Victor Wembanyama? Both. Both. <laughs> Who would you take right now, Chet Holmgren or Bull Bull? Like Reminder, for the, Chet, for the rest Chet of Holm- this season, for with Chet this missing season. the rest yes. of the season. <laughs> yes. Do I have a good team or a bad team? Doesn't matter. I'll take Chet. Man, <laughs> a goal, a goal by Saudi Arabia late in the game knocked out Mexico from the knockout rounds. This is disappointing. I'm You're not right? doing this soccer you stuff gonna- either. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were a soccer fan. Just U.S. soccer. No, no, I was just faking. <laughs> oh, the, you know they're not out yet. They play yeah, against no, Saturday. I'll, I'll be watching Saturday. 9 a.m. or 10 a.m.? I, I, I will say Pulisic is the Matthew Della Vadova of, of soccer players. He's the only guy that popped up at the hospital after after a big game. Yeah, but wow. they won, so it's different. I'm, I'm just saying. Pulisic is, <laughs> Pulisic is Della Vadova. 
<laughs> I saw someone was like, someone was like, hey, what's the NBA equivalent for Pulisic? And, and someone responded, Tyler Hero. And I got a lot of like, I saw a lot of like, that's a perfect comp. And I thought, oh no, that can't be good. Hey, coming up after the break, Luca's boring Jason Kidd with his performances. And not to mention, Carl Anthony Towns out for a while. Coming back after this. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Take four. Would you Luca that? Tuesday night, Luka Doncic puts up a ridiculous 41-12-12 in a win against the Warriors with some of the most high-level offensive basketball we've seen this season from both those teams in that game. And after the game, Jason Kidd, Luca's coach, had this to say about Luca: quote, it's getting boring. I mean, let's see something different. Maybe do it with his left hand. Pretty sure Kidd was just last naming himself there. But what Luca has done at this stage of his career is astonishing. He's leading the league in scoring and already has as many 40-point games in his career as Dirk Nowitzki. He's 23 years old. Jay, how much better can Luca get from here, and what is next for him? He can get a lot better. I, I, you look Isn't that at crazy because I agree. Like he can get a lot better. Or you look at even and his he game this year. Should get a lot better. <laughs> yeah, but you look at even his game this year. It's like all of a sudden he's posting up all the time, and that that wasn't something he used regularly. And he's a six eight house, and just roast people in the post consistently. And that's just something he decided over the summer. Like, yeah, I'll just I'll just add that to my game. But to me, where he needs to get better and better is like all the moving without the ball, all the stuff that that will make the game easier for the guys around him. Because he, when he makes the play for other guys, he's helping them get better. But he needs to help them make their own plays too. The the way the the best at moving off the ball. Like if yeah. if he becomes James Harden, to me, that's a disappointment. 
you know, and wow. and he's so good with the ball in his hands that I think it's probably tempting for him to just have it in his hands all the time. But he's got like a forty percent usage rate, which is just stupid, right? Yeah, now. I think third highest in NBA history right now. Yeah, and and part of that is the roster, obviously. Like they just don't have a lot of creators. Yeah, around Yeah, they've got they got Dinwiddie, and that's about it for creators. But right? part Maybe of it is just his style, and and he's he's got to learn how to like catch and shoot. He's got to learn a lot of stuff that that he hasn't had to learn yet but shot shot selection is still an issue there are still so many levels that he can get to yeah um he's 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 ridiculous marcus you you watched that game last night what was the uh what just the 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 things he was doing to still a pretty good defense right like i know they i know the warriors have their issues at times but that's still like guys who know what to do against him and he's just torching that one-handed pass he had to the corner that was, was ridiculous, man. That was that, nasty. The little underhanded scoop yeah. joint. That was nice. He's such a he he there's so much like pleasure in watching Luca, right? There's a sense of you don't know what's coming, even though you know what's coming. It felt like that with uh it used to feel like that with LeBron. But like with mm-hmm. Luca, like th- there are shots where he's just like He's not making that. And he's making it. Like the running yeah. banks, the full, like it's crazy. But at the same time, he's hella irritating to watch. Luca mm. needs to get better with his composure. Like Oh he, yeah, he whines a nah, lot. Nah, let my man, man whine. No, oh, no, no, it's, no not, it's not just history. we can't whining, kill Chris though. Paul over it. We we can't nah. do that. And then like Luca gets a pass. Like, come on. The whining part is 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 a bad part, but it also impacts his play. It impacts how he approaches the game. There's a reason he's only shooting 31% from three. He takes a lot of bad, I'm coming right back at you shots mm-hmm. in the way that Westbrook does. Like, he just needs, like, and, and, and you could see his teammate, like, if he want to make his teammates better, that's part of it. Like, him saying, all right, I'm not going to dominate the ball. I'm okay right now. Let me work to get somebody else going. He just kind of get like he's so good. It's easy to get seduced into it, but you could get him out of his. You could get him out of his mind a little bit. The problem is he's still really good when he's like upset, yeah, and frustrated. Like he, he still Suns, will cook Suns, you. Right? Suns thought they got him out of his mind yeah, right? a little like, bit, and that didn't end so well. In that like, that's the thing. That's why he's so good. But yeah. but the composure element, like uh, just I want like he's so smart. He's so big. He's so talented. He can like control everything more than he does, right? To me, that's the next level for him. And by the way, I mean this is a this is an NBA problem. Like the NBA, like craps on this product more than any other league out there. Why is Jason Kidd talking about it's boring? Why are you saying this about? Oh, that was a joke, man. It's tongue and cheek. Like, he's just, he's not just last funny, name though. everybody. Like, he's just last uh, name everybody. You can't okay? expect NBA head coaches to be no, funny. You've like, been in press conferences. Be like, you you Yo, know the bar amazing. for funny is so low. I thought, I thought about this. this I thought about this. I I can't remember what I was listening to. I was listening to some podcast this morning, but I listened to something and. Oh, maybe it was maybe it was actually about Pulisic or something, but like how he was like celebrating, like wow, this is amazing and everything. After when he was in the hospital, like Delvadova, and uh, and I thought like, <laughs> man, if I was that player, like if I was that good, right? Like let's say I'm looking in in the NBA doing all this stuff. I've done it since I'm like 14, all that. I would be going, guys, do you know how ridiculous this is? Like, I yes, I'm impressed with what I'm doing. Like this is incredible. This is like. I like I don't know I don't know what the next step is, but I know that I'm enjoying the hell out of being able to play this way. I think Lucas should be able to say that. 
I think we should be celebrating this shit more. All we do is like, oh, act like you've been there before. That You can't celebrate that. Fuck out of here with that. Celebrate everything. Every shot. Every shot. I want every shot to look like that scene in in uh, semi-pro where they, they make a bucket and they're all celebrating half court in the background. You see the other team go for a fast break layup. How'd you That's feel about, like, how'd you like feel about Kelly Oubre a, doing the two short sign after, yeah, while exactly. down 30? I'm just like in the I commentary love it. I love it. about it. Yeah. If you watch baseball and if a guy comes close to a no hitter, like it's like, oh, this is Warren Spawn, right? Like, is it like, like there's a whole. I know, right? This is my first baseball. Oh, what, a pull. Spawn. what a pull. What a pull. Satchel Page, and, you know, like, they, like everybody's talking about how great it is, how rare it is, how hard yeah. it is. Like, keeping that context. And Hoop be like, eh. What's next? Oh, man. Everyone like, clowned, man, dude, everyone the forty cl- point triple double. Like, let's everyone talk about clowned, how great that is. clowned the Wolves last year for celebrating the play in terms of getting the playoffs. If you watch that team for thirty years, that's an accomplishment. They should celebrate. That franchise never has anything to celebrate. Let them have that moment. Nah, nah, nah. They, the Wolves yes. fans. Hey, man. speaking of the Wolves, I'm take not, five. I'm not gonna be there for that. Take five, Jay. Out of town. Those poor Wolves fans. On Monday night, Carl Anthony Towns left the Wizards after suffering a calf strain. Injury was non-contact. It mimicked what looks like an Achilles tendon tear. So luckily, the Wolves don't have to deal with a long recovery like that. Our own John Krasinski reports Towns will likely miss a month or more with the injury, but is still a calf strain. Wolves have been brutal with Gobert on the floor offensively, scoring just 105 points per 100 possessions with him out there. Put that in perspective, that would be the worst in the league. But their defense has been pretty damn good, giving up just 107.6 points per 100 possessions winnings on the floor. With Towns on the floor, they're scoring 111, but giving up 112 per 100. With both of them out there, it's been roughly 107 points scored and 108 points allowed per 100 possessions. So now that it looks like it's just Gobert in the middle, just Gobert is the only big man out there. Marcus, what are your expectations on the Wolves? without Carl Anthony Towns for a month or so. Here comes the winning streak, baby. They're about to go on a run. Wow. They're about to go on a run. Wow. Get ready. Have you seen how clunky it is offensively with them two dudes out there? It's pretty weird, man. It's 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 literally like it's it's basketball offense with two left feet, right? Like They stay running into each other. Anthony Edwards has literally been handcuffed by the presence of these two guys. To me... You swap out one of the big men with Jaden McDaniels. That frees everything up. You know what you know what Rudy does well on offense? Screen. <laughs> He'll he does, send yeah. screens, right? Oh, the you know what screen Carl Anthony Towns doesn't do on offense? North. He doesn't send screens, right? He's a terrible <laughs> screener, actually. You're right. He's like a, they the got a guy. The only thing that helps him on those screens, Marcus, is that he is a threat to shoot the ball if he That's just stands it. Yeah, there. Yeah, they, and absolutely. so you do have to kind of stick to him a little bit. But, yeah, those he's a bad screen setter. I think they're going to go on a little run. I think they're going to look better than they have because offensively, like now you got space for the guys to cook. And I'm not saying Towns is better than Gobert. I feel like if you took out Gobert, and play Towns instead, the offense will be better. With this way, though, the defense will be good. You know the defense will be good. You yeah. know Gobert will will hold down the defense in the regular season. So I feel like 
they, I feel like they'll be better. I feel like they'll go on a little run, and then it'll put a bunch of pressure on Carl Anthony Towns to come back, and then he'll try to show off, and he'll bring him right that back down because he'll be doing yeah. too much. It's Nas Reed season. Yo, Nas is good. Nas, Nas Reed, Reed season. can Let's play, go. man. Let's go. Nas Reed can Let's play. Go. They should finally should be coming off the bench for Nas finally Reed. Finally, like, Nas Reed fans, is good. Finally, Timberwolves fans have something to be happy about. Yes. It is Nas Reed season. For real, though, this this could bump them out of like the playoff race entirely. I, I'm uh, totally on a different wow wavelength than, than Marcus here. They they don't have many good players. Like this is a team that traded a ton of solid players to get Rudy Gobert in in the first place, and then he hasn't really worked out. Their offense with him on the court Worse is just atrocious. The offense with him and not Towns is atrocious, and I'm not convinced it's going to be any good while while Towns is out. So. I just think they don't have enough good players. Gobert hasn't been transformative enough in the ways that they need him to be. Like his block rate is way, way down. He he hasn't shored up their defensive rebounding at all. Probably because when you're getting roasted on the perimeter all the time, like <laughs> that's usually pretty bad for your defense yeah. and and your defensive rebounding. Uh, but I just think this is a team going nowhere, and I. I I was a little optimistic when they rattled off like five straight wins, but just watching them play, it was just it's just a broken, broken bunch. Yeah, I think the weird thing for them is they had a chance to pad their record at the start of the season, right? And they still went like four and two, um, in their or four and three, I should say, in the first seven games. But they played the Thunder twice, they played the Jazz, they played the Spurs three times, and they played the Lakers, and they went four and three. And I know so it's still you it was you said it was uh, <laughs> you said it was uh, what you call it like you know when schedule wins uh, oh what fool's smoke goal and mirrors what I was fool's gold yeah. yeah I mean four and three against that like they should have that's no not shit even gone fool's seven goal. and zero that's like fool's coal or something like yeah like fool's gold plated huh yeah. And now, like, you know, they got Memphis, they got the Thunder, they got the Pacers, and then they go on the road for five. Like, they got a tough schedule coming up. I I think this is the time for Chris Finch to kind of recalibrate, say, look, we can mimic some of the stuff Utah had success with in the way that they played. And I don't know if you can change all that on the fly, but there's got to be something you could do to keep the defense while creating offense. And maybe that's more Kyle Anderson. I don't like. I don't know what that is. Like you know, maybe the biggest problem here is that they need D'Angelo Russell to not be terrible right now, and he's had a bad season. Yeah, he he's been bad for a, a while now. I think that playoffs kind of crippled him. Like he, his confidence might be shot. Like he was not good in that series, and yeah, he ain't been the same since. Turn the keys over to Anthony Edwards. I think that's uh, that's the key here. In that's this why they're going to do it, because it's going to be Ant-Man's team now. No, it's Nas like Reed's team, team now. Nas Reed. No, I, you know what? I'm, I'm with Jay on this. It is Nas Reed's team. That's going to do it for <laughs> right, this week's the point of contention. Nas Reed pick and roll. Let's go. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to all the podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network. we got Warriors Plus Minus. Anything is potable. Down to dunk. No dunks. Blue guys. Sixers beat. And also... The Bun and Cardigan Show, a Detroit Pistons podcast with our good friend James Edwards III. For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Andrew Schleck, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time on Point of Contention. Love you guys. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.